welcome to Escape This Podcast, a show that's a mix between tabletop role-playing and escape room puzzles. This is episode three of our Maddie Martin the Chocolate Man arc. Which we is that have, the name that no, you're going to go with? No, we Escape Rumpa Loompa. Everybody Thank knows you. it's out there now. This is <laughs> Escape Rumpa Loompa Part 3, and I'm so sorry. I don't even say room that way, but you kind of have to. Escape Rumpa Loompa doesn't work, because it makes me sound very high class and odd. Oh, it's my Escape Rumpa Loompa. My Oompa Loompas are here. <laughs> They're going to do work at my factory, these Oompa Loompas. Welcome to part three. Every episode, we have guests come on and play through an escape room that Danny has created just in the mindscape. Uh, And this episode, we have, I want to say returning guests, but two out of three are returning guests. We have Ken, Matt, and Jeff from Triviality. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hello. Hey. Thanks for having us back. Matt and Jeff, you had previously played with the fourth member of Triviality who is not here, Neil. Uh, Traitor. We, I know, who hates <laughs> us, and, we, and we've cut off, cut all ties now. You played back in Descent of the Culloden's, yes. where you were investigating, I think, like the penultimate episode of that arc. And that was great fun to have you on, but Ken couldn't make it for that episode, so now we brought Ken on. He was very yeah. jealous. Yeah, I was je- jealous. I had to listen to these guys hemming and hawing, and I was like screaming, you fools, you fools, look in the now picture Now you have to be here live, so people at home are going to be screaming at you, you Yeah, fool, so you now fool. I'm going to come in and drop the ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's always how it goes. We're excited to have you back slash on for the first time. This is going to be hard to say. We're we're huge triviality fans. You are my dog walking podcast of choice. (laughs) Uh, What an honor. Do you want to give, for for people at home, do you want to give a rundown of of triviality and what it is as a show? Yeah, for sure. So uh, we uh, clowns got together and felt like uh, we could capture the bar trivia experience in a show. So part game show, part banter and fun. We try not to take it too seriously, but also have some pretty good trivia on there. So if you're a trivia fan, we might be the podcast for you. Yeah, some say it's where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. That would be the catchphrase, yes. Why would they say that? That sounds ridiculous. So we do once a week. General format runs about 25, 30-ish questions. Uh, we do a tight hour. I want to make sure that you get as much content uh, as you can. A loose hour. Yeah, it's a a loose hour. (laughs) But anyways, we try and keep it's it tight. about an hour. Yeah, we've got 250 plus regular trivia episodes at this point in the bank and a bunch of bonus episodes about specific things that you might be interested Some in. Some niche stuff. Yeah. So we've been having a lot of fun with that for the last five years. And and uh, yeah, we've met a lot of great people like yourselves as part of that process. So It's been great fun. And we've both been on Triviality together. And then I got to go on again as one of the special bonus topics of The Simpsons. I think for people who are who haven't listened, I think that can be a really good in to the show. Like if you're at home, you haven't listened to Triviality, you're not sure. If you look at some of those special interest episodes, you'll like be like, well, that's my hook. I can be like, I know The Simpsons, I know Friends, I know, so I can just listen to that episode. And then I think that's a really good way to get into the like there was the a, rest of the show and the, and the more general episode. There was a One Piece one recently. You should <gasps> listen to it. Oh, One Piece. I didn't see that one. Okay, so <laughs> every episode when we have guests on, we ask the same two questions. The first is, this is an escape room podcast, so we talk about your escape room experience. Ken, you have not been on the show before. What is your escape room experience? Yeah, I've been in uh, three, four escape rooms before. I, well, well, I think I escaped every time with uh, various groups, and they're a lot of fun, quite frankly. You and I did one together, in fact. Did we? 
Yeah, we did. Yeah, that runaway train scenario. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, fun. Well, well, Jeff, that sounds like that's your escape room experience. Do you have any other fun stuff that's happened since your last? That's the only one I've done. I, I enjoyed it, but I've just, I, you know, COVID happened shortly thereafter. And that it was is the true. time that I showed you my cask of Amontillado in the basement, <laughs> but apart from that. Um, but other than that, I mean, I had been playing um, Dungeons and Dragons for the last, I don't know, 20 years on and off, so... Mostly off. <laughs> Mostly off. <laughs> well, look, we'll get to we'll get to Dungeons and Dragons. Hold on. Uh, it is it is hard asking people who've been on recent like a few years ago what their new escape room experience is when it's been multiple years of mm-hmm. unable to do escape rooms. But I'm indoors, still going to yeah. ask one more time, Matt. Do you have any fun new escape room experience since last you were on the show? Yeah, you know, when I first came on, really, I hadn't had any experience with escape rooms. But since then, me and my girlfriend have been doing them pretty frequently. Uh, we with up, children, right? With children. So if you think mm. escape rooms are hard, uh, have a five and a ten year old tag along, <laughs> touching everything, <laughs> changing every lock, and holding pieces, and not telling you they have them in your pocket. It makes it a little more. Challenging. That actually happened with one of our friends, but he was in his thirties at the time. So <laughs> that's what they call hard mode. <laughs> So then the other element of this show is that it is escape rooms mixed with sort of tabletop role-playing. Jeff, you were just talking a little bit about playing Dungeons & Dragons. Do you want to talk about any fun new uh, tabletop role-playing things going on in your life? Uh, I can't say that I've done any recently. I mean, I've spent the last few years more playing the game invented to be in between to that, which is Magic the Gathering. But um, Mm. still have a big fondness for those kinds of things. Love like open world RPGs and things like that. Those are my favorite kinds of games. So... Yeah, very much looking forward to uh, coming back to this uh, particular arc today. And I'm hoping that the next time there's an extended pirate arc in our future, because I feel like <laughs> it might be overdue. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need, a one-piece escape. You've you got to escape. Very niche. From the go- very oh, niche. you're in the Grand Line, but you've got to get back to the North Blue. All things that but make sense to me. Because of the... <laughs> Zone the calm you belt. The you calm can't belt. do it. You can't get through belt. the calm. You got to escape the calm belt. Oh no! Yeah, it'll be good. Oh, you're stuck. I mean, in you prison. have twenty years worth of content. Yeah, escape and hold down. We could do a thousand <laughs> Man, escape rooms. I watched slash read all of Naruto, and I don't remember ninety percent of the characters in that. I don't know how you expect me to get through One Piece as well. And Ken, do you have any fun uh, tabletop? What is your tabletop role playing experience? Yeah, I was introduced to Dungeons and Dragons by this gentleman sitting across from me, Jeff, Jeffrey, Jeff. And uh, <laughs> uh, it's I, I took a long hiatus from that. Uh, we also played a little bit of World of Darkness. It's true. Mm-hmm. I've, I've game mastered some World of Darkness, and I'm currently in a new Dungeons and Dragons campaign for the first time in many years, and I'm oh, so welcome. excited. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, Matt, finally... What is your tabletop role-playing experience? Well, I'm glad you saved the best for last because I have none. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Just by happenstance or are you intentionally avoiding it? Too cool? I intentionally avoid it. I, uh, yes, that is why. I, I walk by and I just give the D&D players wedgies and head on out the door. Hold we on, can wait. tell that. You're wearing a hat backwards. Let me, let me, then let me try. Let me try. I'll, I'll try for the tabletop role-playing <laughs> games that people with their hats backwards, play. What is your favorite fantasy sports league? Oh, I did, I did do the, the fantasy football. There you go. See, you've tabletop role-played as a coach. Oh, okay. I, I'm bad at it then. I'm bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad at it. <laughs> That's the problem. 
just not good at it. He's good at the throwing chairs part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we're good to go. Danny, are you ready to to get get us into our next Willy Wonka esque uh, scenario? That's not his name. Math. Well, it's well, it's Willy Wonka esque. It's Maddie Martin specific. Mm. All right, I am absolutely ready to go. Let's All do right. this. Are you you pl playing along at home? Everybody, everyone at home's got your pen and paper ready. You pulled over to the side of the road so you can take notes. I hope so. <laughs> Let's get going. Once everyone's settled down by the drama with Anders being sucked up a pipe, Matthew Martin ushers you out of the Everything's Edible room and down a hallway to the next stop on your tour. He assures everyone that Anders will be fine, and you can tell from the other kids' expressions, they want to believe that. As you walk, you look at your fellow ticket winners. There's Mike, who seems pretty shrewd. There's Chan, the quiet one. Vivian, who's very self-assured. And Carla, who's dressed like a million pounds. Literally, you are pretty sure her outfit costs a million pounds, so she has a different kind of self-assurance. You reach a big set of steel double doors. Matthew Martin turns to you all, beaming. In this room, you will witness birth. Gross says Vivian. Uh, not what I'm what I'm referring to is the birth of new sweets, my inventing room. The doors slowly swing open, releasing a cloud of steam at you. And once that dissipates, you see into a room. It's kind of chaotic. In the bottom left is a big steaming water tank. In the center is a bicycle, its rear wheel connected to a bucket with a stirring device inside it. In the lower right is a glass case with three plates of food inside it and all of these connected by a pipe to a second smaller glass case which appears to have nothing inside it but a single square of gum. That gum is going to be very special. It tastes like a full three-course meal. It's still a bit temperamental, has some funny after effects. Now I know what you're thinking. What if one of you accidentally ate it, thinking it was regular old unexperimental gum? Well, have no fear. I've locked it away where it won't bother anyone. So you can look, but not taste. Beside you, you notice Vivian shuffling restlessly. Oh man, I'd kill for some gum. Interesting. But you, know, you keep looking at the rest of the room because somehow it gets weirder. Up the top far end of the room is a big machine with a weighing scale on top. One of the modern rectangular kinds, not the dangly kinds. Yeah, it's like a, a, a scale that would give you a weight measurement, not like put someone's heart and a feather on different yeah. sides and see if they balance out. Three large chutes are connected up to this machine, and those chutes travel up towards the ceiling, where three enormous geese sit in plush beds on a high shelf. And these are my geese who lay golden chocolate eggs. The eggs drop down the chutes, sit on the scale, and the scale can tell whether the eggs are good, in which case they're sent off to be wrapped, or bad, in which case they drop down through the machine to the rubbish. Now I know what you're thinking. Couldn't a person fall down the rubbish hole? Well, fear not. The scale is calibrated to only the weight of a bad egg, not a human. Now Carla is stirring. I want one of those geese, she says, practically drooling at them. You look at her, you look at Vivian, you look at the geese, you look at the gum. 
You wonder if perhaps this room is a good opportunity to take out two of your opponents. And with that, you are free to start moving. All right. So we have to kill some people. <laughs> I suppose. No, no, they'll be fine. No, they're just going down a rubbish chute or into a whatever happens when they eat the gum. They explode. Before, they die. Yeah. What if you feed the gum to the geese? What are they? What are the happens to them? Well, it sounds like we gotta get to the gum. Okay. The first step. I'd like to go inspect this uh, glass case and see if there's any access to the glass cases. No problem. Would you like the gum one or the food one first? Let's start with the food one. First of all, you look at the cabinet itself. It looks like ordinary glass, but at the very edges, you notice it seems like this is retractable. And there is a pair of buttons on the side. One of them is labeled change food. The other is labeled drop glass. So you think about pressing that, but then you see that underneath is some extra text that says functions are available only after product is removed. And you interpret that to mean the gum. So these buttons will not work while the gum is in its case. Oh, well, uh, you also take a look at the food that's in there and you're going to get an image of that food. And I hope you can interpret my drawings. Turns out food is difficult. Yes. So for people at home, you'll be able to see this image in the show notes. But Ken, why don't you do your first ever describing of an image for the people at home? Sure. It looks like some uh, cucumber, what, cucumber sandwiches? Like those little finger sandwiches? Oh, yeah, maybe. And some basil and some peas. Oh, how, how am I doing here? That's pretty close. I intended it to be smoked salmon and cream cheese on cucumber slices. They were meant to be yeah. spinach leaves, but the scale of that is hard to tell. And definitely peas. Yay. All right. And then looks like we got a uh, steak dinner here with some broccoli and cauliflower and potatoes and carrots. Maybe yes. those eggs. Oh, potatoes. no, they were car They were potatoes. Thank you. I did not recognize them as potatoes. <laughs> they're really hard to draw. They're, they're peeled. <laughs> and then uh, what do we got here? What's what's the last one? Some there, kind of Jeff? dessert. So cheese? It uh, seems to be some kind of cheese plate, possibly. With a <laughs> pine cone. With a raspberry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> cheese and pine cones. <laughs> uh, they were meant to be orange and apple slices, but I okay. do also understand that they look kind of like melon slices now. Mm. And I get the cheese thing. Especially oh, yeah, those I middle ones. They've kind of got the red that looks like the wax outer yeah, casing. Yeah, I someone... totally see it. And then what's the what's the big white? What's the main thing? Mound. That's a panna cotta. Okay. Oh. Of unknown Too flavor. Too fancy for me. And a little fruit next to it. Okay. Oh, tasty. Now let's have a look at the uh, the gum case. This gum sits all alone on a little plate. It's covered and locked up with a three-digit combination lock. And, ooh, hold on. There's actually something sitting on top of the glass. There's a, oh, it's a brochure. The Invention of Food, it's called. It has three pages. The first one, it's a ridiculously long list of peculiar names. And it says that these are the names of all of the geese who have worked in this room and since retired. Mm. You flip over. The second page is some fun facts about geese. And the third page is some recommendations about how to enjoy a good meal. And that I believe you'll also see in the chat. Again, for people at home, you can see this image, but Matt is going to describe it to you. <laughs> it's not much of an image. Oh. It's mostly just some text, but Matt is going to read it to you. I am, but I am blind. It says fun facts about geese, and then Jeff will read the next part. <laughs> <laughs> so fun facts about geese, a hybrid of a female goose and a male swan, 
is called a swoose. A hybrid goose duck is called a guck. Seriously. A great treat for geese is watermelon. It's sweet with not too many calories. A baby goose is called a gosling. Not related to Ryan. A baby ghost oh. is called a ghostling. <laughs> is this all true? I think this is. Absolutely. Uh, tips, tips for getting the most out of your meal. So there's a little separation of the page here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we've got tips for getting the most out of your meal. Take it slow with your first dish. Really savor it. Don't even touch your second dish for a while. Really let it rest. The final dish, though, should be consumed as quickly as you can. Okay. What do we take from that, guys? So I, my idea, thinking that there's three dishes, it's a three-digit code, I'm thinking that maybe the number of items on each dish would correspond to a number uh. on the dial. And I think the order might be which you consume first, perhaps. So probably your appetizers, your main course, and then maybe your dessert. That's possible. Which in this no. picture would be left or right. So you, you think we should count up the amount of stuff on each plate? It was an idea. I mean, did you want to just jump right on in and try it? <laughs> What's the failure case here? <laughs> we, just, we just don't get into the glass case? No, the self the lock will self-destruct and the game is over. We got to, we got to get a nice overview first. Yeah, okay, yeah. I feel. yeah. Let's go touch I some other stuff. We also have the big problem is if you count how many things are on the second plate. There's more I believe than nine. There's, I believe there's 10. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's a problem. Small problem. Okay. Let's, uh, shall we check out the bicycle? Yeah. Sure. For the most part, it's your standard stationary bike, except that its back wheel is connected up to this stirring device in a bucket. It also has a license plate on the back of the bike, which you don't see too often. It also doesn't look like a regular license plate. It says, who's a good girl? And then finally, between the handlebars at the front is a little digital display. One of the ones that might tell you how fast you're going or how many calories you've burned, that sort of thing. And that's the bike. Anyone in the mood to try and churn some butter or do whatever? Perhaps. Just get on that bike. I'm going to get on the bike. Right after we already? Well, I didn't eat yet. Okay. <laughs> you can't do it after you eat. That's, that's the wrong true. order is what right. they tell me. All right. You hop on the bike, you start pedaling, but you don't get very far at all before the pedals lock. Something mm. is jamming it. And, oh, you haven't looked too hard at this stirring thing, but now that you do, you see that it's got a tiny lock on it. Uh, you lean back, you check it out, and, oh, boy, it might be a tiny lock, but it requires a whopping eight-letter combination to get this thing open. That's annoying. That said, your very brief ride did accomplish something. The device between your handlebars has lit up. And it's not giving you your speed or your calories. It's giving you something a little bit more unusual. One more image. Oh, man. (laughs) So, again, for people at home, you can see this image in the show notes. Uh, Would one of you like to describe what you're seeing? I'm basically seeing a six-word hangman-type situation, (laughs) right? Where we have a bunch of Blank blank spaces. Now, some of them are circled. Uh, in fact, one, two, three, four, five, nine. six, seven, eight, nine of them are circled. That's not helpful. Unfortunately, not eight. I know. I was hoping. <laughs> Just to get you. All right. We got some more clues, I guess. All right. Let's check out the uh, water tank. This water tank is steaming, so you expect it to be very hot. But as you approach, you realize it's actually the opposite. The tank is full of water, so cold that it's just condensationing steam all over the place. You peer into the water... And there are things floating around in there. 
A, is that a shoe? A, a skirt? There are clothes in here. Okay, that's weird. Can I, uh, I'm going to dip my hand in the water, see if I can pull anything out. You have to lean pretty far in, but you can. You can scoop out all of the clothes that are swirling around in there. And once you're pretty sure you've grabbed everything, you lay them out on the floor in front of you to take a good look. Another image. We're almost done with the images. Yeah, we're a very image-heavy beginning, but this is okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, again, people at home, you can see all these images. I shouldn't have to keep telling you. But if one of you would like to describe, or all of you in turn, the fun things that you're seeing here in this picture. So uh, we're looking at a lot of clothing laying out on the ground here. It looks like we got a pair of boots with letters on it, a cowboy vest with letters on it. These all have letters on them, uh, <laughs> FYI. Uh, looks like a leotard, a tutu, a construction vest, some ballet slippers, cowboy boots, construction hat, and a cowboy hat. So, I note that there is no question about what any of those pictures are. Those ones I got right. Yeah, those are some, those, they're good pictures, Danny. I spent a Very lot of quality time on pictures. Them. So unfortunately, they're making a village people stew or something <laughs> like that. But I think I'm thinking three geese, three costumes. I think we're dressing up some geese boys. What do you mm -hmm. think? Well, it, it might happen. Anyways, the letters on the boots are E R, cowboy vest S A, G O for the leotard. The tutu is R G T H for the construction vest. The slippers are E S. The cowboy boots are LT, WI for the construction hat, and BA for the cowboy hat. So do you want to check out some geese? Sure. You want to look them up and down, mm -hmm. see if they're ready for these costumes? <laughs> <laughs> the three geese each have a little bed up on this high shelf. They're awake. They're quietly watching all that you're doing below. At the back of each bed is the top of one of the chutes, so they each get one because that's where its eggs will go down. Uh, if you crane your head just right, you can see that their beds each carry a little name tag on the front. And I think this is the last image. This should be the final image, if you want to describe it for the people at home. So first goose is Pierre Rouet. Rouet? How do you say French things, Jeff? I do not know. Pierre. <laughs> That's helpful. The second one is Bill Tup, and then Kat Tellman. Or tell man. Okay. So we got three geese, three names. All right, all right. So maybe, maybe something with the outfits spells a name, or spells something. Sure. That that I think is our best okay. clue to start off of. Did you already do it? Yeah. So thinking through, um, kind of from a perspective of of having the attire on someone, right? Mm -hmm. So we'll go top to bottom. As you would read, uh, the cowboy, B-A-S-A-L-T, would spell basalt. The ballet would spell G-O-R-G-E-S, gorgeous. And then construction worker would be uh, wither, W-I-T-H-E-R. It's a lovely day. So that's what I've got so far. It does not help with the geese so much. Not so <laughs> much. Although I did notice something else having looked at the geese, which was earlier we had written down, uh, oh, let's go back here. So I believe... To what? For the listeners. Yes, we are, we are back looking here at the display on the bicycle. And I happen to notice that the first line contains six blanks and then seven blanks, which could be Pierre Rouet. Yeah. Um, these, Bill Tupp would fit into fit. the second line. And Kat Tellman might fit into that third line. Mm. All right, so let's do it. Okay. 
So we're going to input those. And do we can we input or? So what do we got? We got pi. Uh, so R. So yeah, we would have PIR would be circled according to the display here. If we go down to built up, we would have B I and then T. And uh, coming down to uh, inputting cat Telman here, we would have the A circled and T E. That would give us peer, bit, and eight. And that's not helpful either. Perbitate. Do we have a that list of the geese names? You do. It is a ridiculously long list. You would need to know what you are looking for a bit more. If okay. You wanted to get through it. Ten four. Which means you can, if you if you have a particular thing that you want to look for in that list, you can. But an entire list would take would be thousands of names. Sure. He churns sure. through these geese. You are suspicious of how many geese have I'm been in this room I'm suspicious of the list, but I understand what you're getting at. You're checking it twice. Yeah. At least. A hybrid of a female and moose and a male. Swim. Yeah, we haven't talked about the brochure in a while, so I wanted to bring that back around. Some fun facts. So we need the gum out. How do we get the gum? It's a... It's a glass case. three-digit combo. A three-digit combo. There is a bit more going on at the top of the room that you can look at besides just the geese themselves. Oh, the scale. All right, let's take a look at the uh, the scale. So the scale, again, it's a big machine and the three chutes connected to it. The scale is, the top is a large square space where an egg would sit. Presumably it's attached to a weight sensor internally that can judge whether it's good or bad. And yep, on the front of the machine, you see the words good and bad with an arrow that can swing between them. And on the back, ooh, there is a digital screen where you can change the weights that the machine would accept as good or bad. <laughs> that could be useful. Except as soon as you touch the screen, it prompts you for a password before you can make any changes. There is a password hint, and it says, final gum flavor. Hmm. Well, I do think that that has to do with the order of the the meals. It it gives you don't we have clues on which order that the meals come? It says like supper, savor, longer, or something like that. So going back to tips for getting the most out of yeah. your food, the final dish should just be consumed as quickly as you can. Well, we can't get at any of the the dishes yet. Some buttons there too, but we can't get to them either because we got to get the gum out. Mm. And there is a final thing to look at in this same little area. The scale, the geese, and one more thing. The pipes. Show us those pipes. <laughs> Show me pipes. <laughs> <laughs> the three pipes, these shoots, they start up high at the geese beds, then they run down the wall, and they converge into one right before the scale. So these must be where the eggs come. The eggs come down here, they pop out, they land on the scale one at a time to be judged. The shoots are transparent, and you can see that each one has an egg in it. They all look a little unusual, a little bit different from one another. Now, wh why aren't they coming out? Uh, oh, great. You find that the part of the shoots where they merge into one has a partition covering it. You can just pull that partition out to free them, but that is locked in place with a six-letter combination lock. Mm. Everything's locked, it's an escape room. But it's, it's still see-through, so at least it's got that going for it. Well, six letters. That right, does do we have anything. We have nothing that's six letters, right? We got the, the nine-circled letters, which give 
something. Pirate. Well, we have, we have uh, three words that are six letters each. Good Basalt, point. gorges, and wither from go. our outfits. There you go. All right, let's um, try. Uh, let's try the uh, basalt. You plug that in, and it doesn't accept it. And just to speed through, you try the other two as well, and they also don't accept it. And it's annoying because that does feel like this is where your six-letter things are. It feels like they should go together. Built up, Cattleman. The Cattleman. There's got to be more to this. That's a he's Cattleman. Yeah, like a like a cowboy. All right, let's oh. let's put the outfit on. Oh, he's gonna wear the <laughs> cowboy outfit, right? All right, let's put the. We're dressing oh. up some geese. Can we get up there to dress him up? Yeah. Oh, uh, pure pirouette. Pirouette. So pure roulette. We're going and to try up. and don with the the ballet get up. The geese are super high up. There's no way you can reach them. You sort of brandish the clothes at them. Hopefully, they don't respond in any way. Uh, but Jesus. there is clearly a connection there. So. When they came to the factory, they were probably wearing these outfits and Matthew Martin yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> took them. He that stole them. He washed them. Now you have nude geese. <laughs> <laughs> You've associated okay. those those three words, gorgeous, basalt, and wither with the geese. Uh, and I will say, there is still one more little element that you haven't looked at. A tiny thing. This is the. This must be the key. One little thing. What about this bucket? We checked out the stirring device. What about the bucket on the bicycle? True. That wasn't what I was going for, but you didn't check that out uh, in too much detail. So this stirrer on the back wheel of the bicycle that's currently still locked, it's connected to a bucket of liquid. It's the color of milk. You assume it's probably milk. Okay. <laughs> oh. Gross. I'm going to continue to assume that so that I can sleep tonight. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Part of you wonders if it's goose milk, and that just gives you more questions than answers. <laughs> Goose milk you can get, but in the same way you get almond milk. <laughs> you have to grind it up. I'm not You're really gonna grind yeah. it goose. A lot of calcium. <laughs> we do have a lot of a lot of questions. Not not let's, a lot of answers. Let's mess with the scale. Oh well we have to get through the passcode first. Oh, we can't even change the scale settings. No no no. Yeah. Wasn't that to open the, the hatch? It was both, unfortunately. So the oh, scale wanted final gum flavor for you to be able to mess with its settings. And the shoots, which again, they are clear and they have eggs inside them. They uh, needed the, what was it? Six letter combination lot? Mm, they right. Have we investigated the can eggs? Can we see the eggs? Yeah. yeah. You can. It's see-through. So you can see straight through to these eggs. They're all glistening gold. Eh, mostly. Maybe the geese are having kind of an off day because the eggs are not actually entirely gold. The left one, for example, it's beautifully shiny at the top and the bottom. But the entire middle third isn't. You can see straight through to the brown of the chocolate inside. And even though chocolate's great, that's kind of sad. The egg kind of failed in the middle. The middle egg on the second shoot, it's got a lovely golden top and middle, but the entire bottom third failed and has no gold. And the right egg has a great gold middle, gold bottom, but its top third failed. I think we know what to do with that, right? Whichever part failed, I think those will be the letters that we use for that. The middle would be the, the numbers. Oh, I see. The letter. There's the middle would be the the shirt ones. The top would be the hats. The bottom would be the shoes. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So we want all the good ones and not the bad ones. I think right? we want the bad ones because that'll spell out a six-letter word. Yeah, if you get one, you'll get the other. Check both. Yeah, just check them both. 
I can't. I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't get what, right, what we're so, doing here? No, no, I, I get what we're doing. So the first one was pure pirouette, right? Yes. yes. All right. So we got... You at the middle of the ballerina, the tutu? I think it would RG. be RG. And then who is next? The builder, right? Mm-hmm. So ER. Yeah. And then we need the cowboy's hat, BA. That spells Rugerba. Okay. <laughs> now let's do the reverse. <laughs> Oh, no, you didn't. You didn't want to try Rugerbar on the on the combo. <laughs> All right, can you unscramble that to anything? Scrambled eggs, <laughs> after all. Yes, they are. It could be scrambled eggs. To re-brag. Yeah. Oh. I bragged once, but I'll brag again about how good these golden eggs are. So I'm guessing <laughs> that's not it, based on. Yeah. <laughs> so let's try it the other way. So we got the. Ballerina, right? Mm -hmm. First. So we need the top. G O. It's gonna give us twelve And then E S. Well, let's see. Goes. We got a word already. Hey, all right. Goes. And then the construction worker. We need the hat and the vest. With with <laughs> You're being a I weird room ghost player. Salt. Salt. This is a uh, chance. So pepper, <laughs> right? Pepper. Ah, clever. We're gonna try pepper. You put the word pepper into the shoot lock, and it clicks open, allowing Yay. you to pull out the partition. So three eggs tumble down into the single shoot towards the scale. You watch as one by one they land and they get judged. Uh, Pierre's egg comes in first, and. The arrow turns to good. Oh, yay, good for Pierre. It rolls to the side for someone to wrap it later. Bill's egg? Oh, no, Bill's is bad. And as soon as the arrow points that way, the surface of the scale drops away, leaving a big old hole to a rubbish pipe. Bill's egg vanishes down it, rejected. And then the scale comes back up for Cat's egg to come down. And it's good. Okay, interesting system. All right, so now we got another six-letter word because we got Pierre's egg is good and the last egg is good. So we have the word pirate left. Ah, yes. Where did that come from? We took the names of the geese with good eggs and we took the... There are six circled letters. We had six nice. circle letters remaining, so we got pirate. Because the bike did say, who's a good girl? It did. Where do we put the six? Do we have another six one? No, right? No. Yeah. What was the lock on the bike? It was an uh, eight-letter lock. Eight. Were any so none of the none of the names were eight letters then for the people? No. Oh, Not for well, the no. geese that are currently sitting on. Well, top I mean, built up is eight letters. Oh, but, oh, but Bill's oh. bad. Exactly. Bill's a baddie. Bill. I would is like a bad girl. <laughs> I would like to search the geese register for a goose named Pirate or that is dressed like a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> now, you have a, you've noticed a little thing about these geese and their geese names. Do you happen to have any, in your head, potential pirate pun goose names that you might be on the lookout for? Oh. And I will um, tell you, Bill, in playtesting, Billy did not get my pirate pun goose. There's a... Uh... What are famous pirates? I would say like Buck Anir. There you oh, go. That's good. Mm -hmm. I've got or... a. I've suddenly come up with a good one. Oh yeah. 
the goose's mother really liked the man from Uncle mm-hmm. and whichever other movies Army Hammer was in, uh, and uh, named uh, their goose Army Hearty. <laughs> like how, about, how about a goose named Peg Leg? These are all so much better than Peg mine. Leg. Peg I like Leg. Peg is Leg is a great one. <laughs> or Margaret Leg. That's <laughs> <laughs> me, Margaret Leg. Uh, let's see. What else can we come up with for think of famous pirates? This I was just trying problem. to think of like I think we need. Jokes. I think before we. I think we need more information. No, 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 no. Right. You're absolutely right. You're going We're to be given fun. this. This is a fun mini game. I just yeah. wanted a moment. Our, our period so matey. There's everybody <laughs> could Sparrow. give them much uh, better pirate names than the one I've actually got. Blackbeard. Bill G. Water. Ah, oh, that's good. Honk John Silver. <laughs> <laughs> episode title? Episode title? Uh, we've got... Uh... Oh, right, they're they, they're going to give it to us. Oh. Yeah. All right, what That's is a it? shame. Uh, it is a shame. I don't, I don't even want if to. If you're at home, it's so much tweet, better. Us, tweet us your pirate pun goose names. <laughs> hashtag pirate pun goose. Uh, you scan the long list of anything even vaguely resembling pirate puns, and the one that you noticed is Ms. M.S. Enmast. E-N-M-A-S-T. We would have never got. <laughs> of course not. I wouldn't expect you to. I just wanted to hear the better ones. Okay. E-N-M-S-M-A-S-T. So we put that into, is that six letters? That would be eight letters. Oh, we have an eight-letter thing. Cool. Let's try that. Next to the who's a good girl sign. Yeah. You type in Ms. Enmast, and the lock clicks open, and you expect now that stirrer would actually do some stirring. Let's get on I get that. back on that bike. Yeah. Great. <laughs> how are you feeling? How, how energized are you feeling? How fast are you riding this bike? You know what? I'm I'm gonna churn that butter. I'm gonna say I'm getting it all the way up to fourteen kilometers an hour. Gigawatts. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't particularly fast, no. but <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would say uh, I don't somewhat, my bike. somewhat aggressively. I'm gonna go for it for about two minutes until I'm tired out. You give it your all. You put your feet on the pedals and you go as fast as you can. Behind you, the stirrer churns up the liquid in the bucket. Um you are less convinced that it is milk now because it turns orange. And oh. yeah, when you stop pedaling and the stirrer stops stirring, eventually it fades back to white. But yeah, Ooh. that was curious. It's weird. So maybe the final gum flavor is dreamsicle. Or orange, yes. Or orange. Which is O-R-A. Six letters. So, I mean, there's a lot of like that kind of stuff going around. All right, hold on. Our six letter one is done. Our eight... Digit one is done. We need a three-digit code. We need a three-digit code. And an unknown for the final gum flavor one at the scale. I think it might be watermelon just because the geese love watermelon so much. (laughs) But we're not just going to slam that in there. Let's try orange in there for the final gum flavor. You try, it doesn't work, sadly. What about Uh, dreamsicle since it's white and orange? That works. No. Uh, What's a dreamsicle? That would be an orange cream ice cream bar. Okay. Right? okay. Yeah. Oh, like, like a, a Weiss bar. Oh, yeah. It's just orange and vanilla. Orange and dreams. <laughs> orange yeah. and cream, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. What What's the next angle we got to play here? All right. Let's, um, let me, uh, I'm going to taste this, uh, this substance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, weirdly, it tastes like dreamsicle. Oh. oh strange. 
Roll to see if he survives. Constitution Oh, I got a six. <laughs> oh, Ken's dead. What a shame. He's got, uh, he's got away, three fellas. turns. He's got three turns to stabilize. <laughs> All right, is there's nothing in there though? Nothing in the in the liquid. There is nothing in there. No. Ken goes swimming in there for fifteen minutes. <laughs> Can't get in the bucket. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep uh, I'm gonna keep pedaling while these guys. Uh... You keep pedaling. You know what? After a time, though, you start to tire. You end up slowing down a lot more than the original pace, and you notice that as you ride slowly. The milk, quote unquote, doesn't stay white and it doesn't go orange. It goes green. Hmm. And then when I stop, it goes back to white or it exactly. cycles like through orange. So this has something to do with the plates because you want to eat the one as quick as you can, I would think. Oh, uh, do the, the plates have colors? Me. I don't know. Let's, but Let's go back to the... The one that you want to savor would probably be the slow one. So we have a plate that has a lot of green on it. I don't know if that's. Yeah, they all have. Well, they don't all have orange. This green one's and almost white, exclusively but... green, except for the, the uh, little the salmon, salmon slices. Yeah, smoked. I hope. Oh, possibly just raw. Raw it's sashimi. Salmon. So, so it's it strikes us that the uh, colors of the, the the stuff. Mm-hmm. Kind of resemble the stuff on the dishes, right? Yeah, I believe so. Something like so that. So we had a green plate and a plate with orange slices on it. And um, with the the weird pacing uh, details of the meals, uh, we're wondering if that is related to the speed of the bikes. And so going slow, your first dish might be the one that's predominantly green. Is that what we're thinking? So the, you're connecting this to the to that brochure to the the brochure that you found earlier, right? Yes, yeah, indeed. Do you want to yeah, re cool. do you want to reread that out for for people just to see? Sure, yeah. So make a connection. tips for getting the most out of our meal, we would want to take it slow with our first dish, really savor it. Don't even touch the second dish for a while. Let it rest, and the final dish though should be consumed as quickly as we can. So mm-hmm. as quickly as orange, resting is white and green, green is medium slow. Yeah. yeah. So the last dish, let's see those plates again and see if there's something. So there is so there is green, orange, and white. What was the what was the um the one you want to do last? The last dish? Yeah. You would eat, is the one you would eat quickly, the orange, which would be probably carrots. We need a three digit code. Is it a numeric code, alpha alpha password, yes. the final gum okay. flavor? Maybe the final gum flavor is carrot. You try that, it doesn't work. Ah. So what are you trying to achieve with this brochure? Uh, I think we're trying to figure out the last flavor of the gum. I'm of a different opinion okay. from okay. Matt. I think maybe we're learning something that has to take place after we get the, these dishes out of the case. Mm. Because we got to get the gum out first. Because the... the brochure is telling us the order, first, second, third, gotcha. basically. Yeah. So I think we just learned what order these plates are going to oh, be yeah. placed in. And then there were buttons to press. Once we get them out. Yeah. We have to get the gum out first, which requires a three-digit code. Correct. Right? And we have zero numbers right now. It seems like we have no numbers. But if we were to have numbers, it's not the number of things on those plates. Cause As you figured yeah. out at the start, if you count everything on a plate, the middle plate has 10 at things least. on it. So I'm cycling back through all of our. Yeah, we've, our we're done playing right dress up. 
I think I think we're done with that one mm-hmm. as much as we can. We use the the letters with the circles. We're good there. Well done. I think it's this. It's, it's got to be the food, and it's got to be the the meal. Facts with geese. Could be with facts with geese. I don't think it's facts about geese. Let's look at the food again. Maybe let's look at the. Food. <laughs> All right, we got two, three, three. We got three, three, three. Oh, is one. Diff- what are you counting? And what are you counting here? Because it, it sounds to me you're just saying numbers. <laughs> I'm counting uh, the amount of different stuff on each plate. So we got mm. two peas, three cucumber sandwiches, and three spinach leaves. So maybe we should try two, three, three. Maybe that's actually it's two, six, three. Because there's the salmon and the cucumber on there. And there's also multiple peas in the pea pods. Oh. So we're going to try 27. <laughs> <laughs> now what do we got? We got one steak and then three, three, three for the broccoli and cauliflower and the potatoes and the carrots. Is that anything? I mean, we've got one of the whatever this is. One berry and, and four. Then, well, we have two melon slices and two apple slices. Or maybe right? we gotta we gotta count the color the number of color items. Like the number of altogether. Greens, the number of oranges and the number of whites. There is a suspicious uh, amount of green, orange, and white on these plates. Mm-hmm. So orange items. What do we got? Three carrots, two orange slices, and one mystery berry. There's four white items, right? You think one of those broccoli no, is one of, white? One of that's uh, one of those is a cauliflower, correct? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then one, the two, cream three, cheese. Three, four, five. Oh, you counting the? Oh, this this the schmear? Cream cheese. Yeah. Do you think the schmear counts? <laughs> All right. We'll we'll say five or eight. <laughs> and then it's like Jumanji. <laughs> would would you say this is more of a pinkish salmon or an orangish sh- salmon? I think it's a pink salmon. I that's think the salmon. A tough choice. Difficult color to discern. I haven't had many. Well, I guess salmon's. It does look kind of orange. Uh, I think it's mm. pink. It appears pink to me in the in the current photo. Okay. No, the green stuff. There's Two peas. Yeah. Three cucumbers. Three spinach. Yep, yeah, that's eight. Then we got two broccoli, two broccoli and two more cheese. So now we're we're botched. Well, it's not cheese. It's uh, melon slices. I two think. melon yes. slices. <laughs> so yeah, clearly you've got a bunch of green stuff, a bunch of orange stuff, a bunch of white stuff. You've got reference to that in the brochure. You've got three meals. There's there's something that'll make this clear because because already you're at, right. You count all the greens. And you're at, at least 12 green things that's going to be tough yeah. so what how can you clarify this how do you know exactly what you're looking for who's to say <laughs> <laughs> all right let's let's take another look don't touch the second dish let it rest forget that so one. ignore that one just just strike that one out okay take it slow with your first dish really savor it so maybe it's just what if this is the order of the digits. Yeah. Well, I've got a question. Yeah. What's the first dish? An entree. Oh, like literally the first dish. The uh, the cucumbers. Yeah, the entree. Cucumber sandwich. Mm, the first one. So, yeah, those meals look like they were in order. Yeah, it's an entree, it's a main, it's a dessert. That's or a, a first dish. Starter, or a starter. An entree. It's an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. So, they seem to have an order that makes sense to them. So let's see. So it says the first dish you should do as quickly as I would possible. argue that that's not a dessert, but okay. that's fine. Panacotta <laughs> with fruit? Get out of here. It says the first dish, uh, the last dish, quickly as possible. That was orange, so that mm-hmm. should be three is the last digit, right? Okay. Because there's three on that plate. 
So you're counting gotcha. the orange things on the only on the final on plate. The panna cotta plate. Yeah. Okay, and then so the first dish we want to um, take it slow. We're gonna savor it. So that's green. So we mm. count the green on that one. So eight. Okay, so it should be eight, and then white. I assume if so, we're letting it yeah. rest. For... So eight, four, three. There you go. Punch that in. You type that into the gum case, and it works. The uh, gum glass did. pops open. We need open. a little push. We need a little push. <laughs> we had all the pieces. Just not... there was something you thought that we were like tricking you about the order of the meals. Yeah. You thought that there was something. Well, everyone's in always that. tricking us. We don't trust <laughs> anyone. <laughs> But yeah, great. That is open. You now have gum access. All right, let's uh, make Vivian Eat the, gum. the non-copyrighted. Yeah, the non-copyrighted. Because then that's how we're going to figure out what the flavor blueberry is. girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we'll you ask wa- her because we don't want to turn into something monstrous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, naturally, you wave to get Vivian's attention. It does not take long. You flash the gum at her. She gives a little squeal of excitement, races over, snatches out of your hand. It goes right in her mouth, and she starts chewing. Mm. Mm. Oh. Wow, that's really something. Smoked salmon and green salad, just like on the plate. I can taste it in the gum. Oh, it's fading. Oh, no, no, wait, wait. Now I'm getting steak and and potato? Uh, Whoa. Okay, okay, what's next? Orange? Apple? And a weird one. What is this? It's not raspberry. As she talks, you can't help but notice her cheeks are colouring. They're not quite pink. More like orange? No, no, I know what this fruit is. It's like a raspberry, but it's a different color. Oh, yes, I know it. It sounds totally fake, but it's totally real. It's called a cloudberry. Ah, that's so good. She sounds fine, but she doesn't look well. You watch her chew, and she turns oranger and oranger. And as you do, you hear footsteps rushing up quickly behind you. It's Matthew Martin. He's come over here. He looks at you, eyes wide. Did she eat? You nod, and his eyes go wider. Oh no, oh no, it isn't ready. It has side effects. She's going to turn into a cloudberry. He seizes her and drags her out of the room. You're kind of relieved. You don't want to know what the later stages of turning into a cloudberry looks like. Oh, it's disgusting. Oh. Oh no, she's a cloudberry. (laughs) Oh my God. What's going on? Hopefully Matthew Martin has what an is that? antidote stashed away somewhere. I've got no antidote stashed away anywhere. <laughs> oh. It just keeps getting worse. <laughs> this couldn't be any worse. Whatever you're imagining, it's much worse. Human bodies shouldn't do this. You imagine you sh- one end, it's coming out, but it's the other one. <laughs> You shake it off. You'll have to, you gotta focus on taking out Carla now. You know, it sounds heartless, but it's necessary. Yeah, do what you gotta do. This is a non copyright song. <laughs> <laughs> I think we gotta uh, shuffle it over to the scale, boys, and type in Cloudberry. Snozberries. Cloudberries. You know, gooseberries are orange. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> she orange. said Cloudberry a hundred times. I can't believe nobody in either this or your playtest tried gooseberries. Also, gooseberries are green. <laughs> We're putting Cloudberry in the thing. You enter the word Cloudberry into the scale, and it is accepted. You now have access to weight change, calibration, how, how ability. How do we know what she weighs? 
Luckily, there's a good range that you can make acceptable okay. or unacceptable. So you don't need to know gonna, too much. We're going we're gonna, we're gonna to set, oh. set it to snotty British girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, oh, fantastic. There's a button for that. Uh, you <laughs> adjust the scale's weight. If Carla stands on it, her weight is going to be considered bad. Wait, were there buttons that we could press for the food? There were on the side let's, of the... Let's press, let's press those before we well, murder our somebody. Our options are uh, drop glass and change food. Change food. Should we kill her right away? And then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are we doing with this food? Let's, let's go look at the food first before yeah. we... I feel like the murder is, is the final... Yeah, we could probably it's the final we could probably open this glass if, if, now, if, right? If, if we if we hit another roadblock, we can ice her. But well, yeah, back over at the food, those three food plates are still there. You do have these two buttons: uh, glass, putting glass down, and changing meals. All right, let's let's hit the change meals. I want to see what this does. You press that. All three of the meals drop down into their pedestals like their secret elevators. And a moment later, three brand new plates of food pop out. A calamari first dish, a chicken roulade second dish, and various melon slices for dessert. Oh, more melon. Disappointing. I wanted a figgy pudding. Do you guys always eat fruit for dessert? No, it makes me angry, quite frankly. Okay. <laughs> it's a candy factory, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> if I hit the button again, does it do anything else? This time it doesn't. It stays at those ones. Okay. Okay. Oh, crud. I was hoping it would change back. Now you have no choice. You can't eat. Well, we already figured. No, I got to finish with melon. (laughs) Terrible. Again. Um, You see, that was the access to the the thing, so we couldn't screw it up. Right. (laughs) A well crafted escape room or video game. Yeah. Or Zelda Dungeon. What was the other button? What did that do? Yeah. Drop Drop down. We don't want to do that yet, do we? What else are we going to do? Okay. Doesn't really hey, do much. Hey, sn- yeah. What's the snooty British girl's uh, favorite food? I don't know. Probably goose liver pate, based on uh-huh. her desperation. What do we got I in there? I want though? a feast. You wrote a- I want a bean yeah. feast. She likes beans. Okay. <laughs> uh, calamari, some fancy chicken dish, and then uh, fruit. I just wrote fruit with an exclamation point. Maybe fruit. melon slices. What watermelon. Oh. You know, geese like watermelon. Mm. Can we can we try to lure let's drop the geese? That, let's drop the glass. You press that. The glass retracts. The food is now there for the taking. Though after what happened to Vivian, you aren't sure you want to eat any. Yeah, let's uh, let's see if we can uh, bait some of these geese with the watermelon. Let's wave yeah. that melon. You grab a piece of the watermelon and you walk back over to where the geese are. You can see the pink reflection of watermelon in one of them's eyes. Do you have a goose preference? Which one are you trying to lure here? Oh, built up. I was going to say, I'm a built up kind of guy. Let's get Bill over here. I mean, after that failure with Bill's egg, I think she needs it. She, yeah. she needs a bit of support. So you look, yeah, Bill looks down at you. There's a hungry look in her eye. Her bed is comfy, but surely she can't resist a good melon. And yes, she stretches out her wings. She hops down and she lands right on top of the scale. It's okay. She weighs much less than a person, so it doesn't register her as anything. You hold out the melon for her to eat, and then you calmly say, Uh, hey Carla. Yeah, watching? Whoa, it does not take much. As soon as Carla sees a goose down at floor level, she is a homing missile at it. She approaches it from behind, and when close enough, she lunges. It is a full-on body dive, landing her right on the scale. 
built up is limber enough that she can slip out of Carla's grasp. She gives a little disgruntled honk before flying up to her bed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and Carla, whoops, she is lying face first on the scale and at the front of the machine, the little arrow shoots its way over to bad. Oh. The top Darn. of the scale opens up. Oh, stop. Don't. <laughs> oh, no. Carla, no. The rubbish hole is revealed. For a brief moment, you see shock register on Carla's face, and then whoop, down she goes. And um, quick look around the room. Nobody else seems to have noticed that you were involved in this. By the time Matthew Martin returns after dealing with Vivian... There is no evidence of anything untoward happening, except that Carla is no longer with you, which takes Matthew Martin like a bizarre amount of time to notice. And when he finally asks where she is, you say, hmm, she fell down the rubbish hole. Looks like the weight sensor was changed. Probably by mistake. It really needs better security. Oh no. Matthew Martin claps his hands to his cheek. Totally. Uh, yeah, he, he looks totally affronted, like he's taking this seriously. Well, she'll be all right. Nothing too serious. Uh, shall we... Uh, shall we get on with the tour? So you, along with the other kids, Mike and Chan, follow him out of the inventing room and down a new corridor. And then there were three. And that is the end of this room. Nice. Well right. done, guys. Now just, just so I can uh, sleep well tonight, I need to know, is this like a trash compactor situation or an incinerator <laughs> situation? <laughs> I believe it is, well, it's an incinerator, but they only do it every other day. Okay. So, cross your fingers. <laughs> <laughs>